Guys, welcome back to another episode. We're going to talk a little bit about people pleasing. Now, I've got better best dog with me on the mics, aka ones and twos. <laughs> it's funny because he only used to be on the ones and twos. Now he's uh, sitting front and center. Yeah. <laughs> and people pleasing is one of those things. He said, uh, you know, that'd be a good topic. He struggled with it over the years, but uh, I think he's kind of getting out of the habit of being a yes man or just saying yes to shit that don't matter. Yeah. And the key word being habit. That's the thing. I mean, when you've basically practiced this habit consistently for almost 15 years straight due to just your job, yeah, it gets very hard to get out of. And what job was that? It was a bartending, serving, restaurant industry. So, But before that, clearly it started somewhere. So what was one mm-hmm. of the things that uh, you realized even as a young person that you're like, I'm a people pleaser because it was all that pleasing that got you in trouble? Yeah, well, and that's all because of, um, you know, with the lack of the ability to speak up for myself at the time. So you in turn, you're like, you know, how can I just, you know, minimize any friction per se? And let me just go ahead and be a yes, man. Because if, if I be say yes, then, you know, that'll just go ahead and mitigate this bullshit. Friction, huh? That's yeah. interesting. Well, I'm thinking about all the people I rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> and that, and that all I don't the time. Give a shit, so I go, <laughs> ah, I'm in, that's what, exactly what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want the, the, the friction so we can create a start of fire mm-hmm. if need be. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that I've come to learn, though, that friction is actually very important. So why is this topic even important to you, man? It's because, like you said, I mean, it is something I've struggled with my whole life. It's a habit I know I had to consistently practice over the years being in the restaurant industry. You know, when you're doing customer service, you know, the, the customer's always right, which is complete bullshit, to be clear. When did you realize first that it was a problem, though? And, I'm, and guys, i got to be clear in saying I, I'm really processing this because I don't think I've ever, you know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I will say, if, if there's anything I could do with my dad, I would. Yeah. And I don't know if it was people pleasing because we'd be out there cleaning gutters, shoveling snow, a uh, bunch of other stuff. But And it wasn't like, oh, he said do this. And there was a time yeah. when I definitely I just wanted to please my father and mm-hmm. shit I shouldn't have done that I did. But point is, is once that era was over and I realized pleasing, you know, someone who really mattered to me. Uh, was gonna get me hurt. Yeah, uh, I said, "Well, I'm done with that shit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even him. Yeah, it was one of the times where he set me up, and and long story short, I just I didn't lie to him, and he was. Yeah. It was almost like he was confused. I didn't lie about it. Yeah. But at any who, when did you realize it was really a problem? Well, it was actually a very definitive moment for me, and um, you know, look, you know, obviously. You'd, you know, we and you and I had reconnected at this point, so I've had a, a chance at this point to have some conversations with you and start reevaluating and look at things a lot differently. But it was a very definitive moment for me when, um, you know, me and uh, my son's mother were going back and forth about some things at the time. And then, you know, I, I um, get a phone call from her her mom, and she's calling me, threatening me, oh, you said this is, this is not going to da 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 And she's like, I will make sure all this is. And I'm like, what are you going to do? I literally just sat there. It's like, what are you really going to do? Because normally in the past, I would succumb. I would, you know, like... He basically, he basically getting hit over the head like yeah, a clown. Exactly. And then accept it. But in this moment, that, that moment, it was like the first time where I was like, yo, what are you really going to do? You're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then she literally went dead silent. She had nothing to say. And I was like, exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, you have a good day. And I hung up the phone. And he never talked to her since, people. And I've not spoken a word to her since, but that was one of those moments where I was able to identify, like, man, like, I've been saying yes, pleasing others my whole entire life, and that was probably the first time I've really genuinely stood up for something um, for myself and something I believed in. And mind you, people, there are a lot of people who call you or, or, or looking to 
you just a punching bag, right? Oh, yeah. And if you'll take it, they might be going through something completely opposite, but they're going to make you feel they pain. So yep. when you cut that off, <laughs> <laughs> you no longer return the person that's getting elbowed in the skull Yeah. Uh, because they some, you know, dealing with whatever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Man, it changes the dynamic of a lot of situations. And then people start tiptoeing around and be a little bit more respectful. You say, oh, that person's mad nice now. That's crazy. All yeah. I had to do was tell them to shut up. That's, that's ludicrous. So then... You, you have this definitive moment. Mm-hmm. What do you do after that? After you, I mean, did you introspectively look, you know, why did I allow that to take place for so long? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was like. Yo, what, uh, that's exactly the question I asked myself. Cause I was like, yo, I've been putting up with this shit for so many years. And like, it was almost like you get like a, this big weight lifted off your shoulders when it happened. Like I was like, man, I was like, I've been carrying all this, all their shit, all this stuff. Like you said, you've been in a punching bag. It's the first time I actually threw up a block. It was the first time I just removed it, you know? So in doing that, um, I really started thinking about it. I'm like, yo, like, what do I got to do to keep changing this? And mind you, it's been a journey still because it doesn't happen overnight. You know, we've talked about the compound effect. So what the, what the character, that the characteristics that improved was what? Because it wasn't necessarily a change. It was like more consideration of yourself, which mm-hmm. then forced other people to be more mindful of how they conduct themselves around you. Well, that part, I needed to be more considerate of myself. That was the thing. I never put myself first. And most people don't, especially a lot of men. Oh, man. You know, that's the oh, thing. Man. We- men, men are considered at times to be doormats. And I don't say that, like, there's not women who treat men like the best person on earth. But there are more people than not who um, mm-hmm. want to make our lives difficult. Very much so. For whatever reason. And then because you're a man, you're supposed to suffer. And I think even Kevin Gacy has said about suffering in silence. Yeah. Well, I'm never going to be silent. Mm-hmm. I'll be quiet. At times, but that's because nobody's around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm definitely never going to suffer and put up with no stupid shit, to say the least. Yeah. So now that you've gone through, uh, we'll say, you know, a couple couple stages of mm-hmm. uh, of people pleasing, man, what are some things you maybe would tell a person and in, it's in trying to like, man, I do things that don't make them happy to make everyone else, you know, okay with whatever? Um, Definitely, as I said, don't fr- be afraid to put yourself first. You know, you got to really be willing to say no. That's the biggest part right there is be willing to say no. Um, I think, you know, we say yes to everything. So when you become that yes man and you don't say no, it takes a little bit from you every single time because you're in your back of your mind. You're sitting there thinking, you're like, man, I wish I would have just said this because I really don't want to go do this. You know, Think about how many times you've gone and done something that you didn't really want to do. And all you had to do is say no, regardless of how the other person felt, because it, it affects them, not you. You know, we're afraid we're afraid to protect our own peace, our own emotions at times, you know, our own mental health. And that fear just comes from simply not wanting to create friction, what you said? Exactly. That's because oh, people are afraid to like, oh, man, it's going to create this type of dynamic. I might lose a friend or whatever. You're like, yo, if you're going to lose a friend over some this stupid shit, then they weren't really your friend at all. Yeah, it'd be like people, hey, Triff, will you come help me move? I'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's and right. I've seen him, I've literally like, seen him do that, bro. He's like, man, but you big and strong. I said, that's good. They got moving companies, but I ain't de- this ain't designed to move no couches. Call two shit, men man. in the truck. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather see you some money. Uh, but don't call me for that neither. But point is, is I'm like, no, I don't want to spend my day moving no motherfucking body. Exactly. Said, no, and mind you, people have helped me move, and I appreciate anybody who's ever helped me move. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do another, you know, couple moves to, to keep the state rolling at some point, but... It's certain things, as he said, if that's not what you want to do, then don't do it. And then there are people who've asked me to assist in moving something, or something, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to help. I'll grab the truck. I mean, shout out to Chris Chris Moore one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd asked a, a buddy of ours at the time to to help him 
knock some stuff down in his house and take it to the junkyard. Guess what? We got over there and did it in two seconds. Yeah. It would have took him half the day, and he was so grateful. So trust me, I helped the right people, but I ain't just going to help somebody that's always on some bullshit. No, exactly. And that that's the part, man. Bullshit. So, so sell me. Sell me the, the people pleasing thing because I'm still trying to process it in a way that I don't think I Sell you the people pleasing thing. I mean, it, being around you, bro, I don't know if there's a, even a way to sell you on because <laughs> I've watched you live your life. Yeah, I don't that know part right like, there, man. and even when we, if you go watch the other or listen to the previous epi- episode when we talk about branding, <laughs> my previous brand before Better Best Dog, I had Live Free, right? I wanted to be the Live Free CEO, right? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, and, Trevor, tell me how the Live Free CEO is hey, doing. Shout out to our Ruben, guy Ruben, man. my man Ruben. <laughs> hey, the Live Free CEO is doing better now because uh, he's Better Best Dog. But anyways, um, and my phrase back then was, you know, it's your life, live free. Because I've lived under the thumb or foot of so many people in my whole entire life that when I finally took that little part of me back, I was like, yo, like this for, for the first time I felt like in my life I'm actually living my own life. And that's the part, like, I've watched you live your own life, but there's so many other people out there who are living other people's lives because they don't, they don't want to say no. Yeah. And you know, this, this episode is difficult for me just for the purposes I've, I've not lived under that. You know, when I was 12 years old, my my dad had a girlfriend and I tell the story at times and Mm -hmm. we were at minor park in Kansas, Kansas city. And he says, uh, Hey, go there and meet Miss Valerie. And I said, okay. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she's talking to me a bunch Tell her I got a couple more holes. I'll be up there. She's talking to me a bunch. We're at this fountain. I say, hey, would you shut up? And she looked at me like a like a person in a movie. Because like, I know this nigga just didn't. This little kid didn't just tell me to shut up. And she's like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. And she don't know me like that. I don't think, I think this might be the first time I met her. And so my dad, who's he's a hostile individual, if you've heard of the episodes, he's like, he don't even say nothing to me, right? Clearly she goes to the house. She don't say nothing when I'm in the car with her. And uh, that's her poisons and whatnot. But she, he then calls my grandfather. And my dad, I got to be honest, I don't think my dad ever said nothing to me about that. Now, mind you, Nick knocked <laughs> my head, racked my head many times. But my papa says, uh, you don't seem to know the difference between a child and an adult. And I'm like, what's that mean? And he was like, you can't just be going around telling people to shut up. I was like, well, you said it. <laughs> well, grandma will say it. He says, you can't be acting like your grandma neither. And my grandma will be the first to yell, shut up. You know, so I'm like, I'm confused because I'm I'm watching these habits and this practice of, of being derogative and hateful. And, and, and direct. You, and direct. And now I'm being it. And it's like, oh, that's not okay. That's confusing. Well, he never did give me a solid answer. Look, so I kept asking, like, well, why this? Well, why that? He's like, boy, you just got to say yes, sir, or no, sir, now. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that anymore because, in my opinion, that puts you in a servitude mentality. So I'll say it funnily, and sometimes the habit of it will come out. But when you say yes, sir, or no, sir, it's like submitting to people. When you get around rich people, they never say yes, sir, or no, sir. They'll say it funny, oh, no, sir. You mm-hmm. know, they'll say it in a funny way versus, oh, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, <laughs> yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. You know, like, bro, these fuckers ain't doing me no fucking favors, man. It's like Snoop, get up there. I want to thank me for doing all this. I want to thank me for... I'm going to thank me and the people who are around me to be clear. But as you heard in the other episode, I also told them, take care of the dogs. I'll do the rest of the work. Yeah. And we literally, if I'm being candid, kind, and respectful, we got here because of my fucking mouth and my ability to interpret, communicate, and effectively properly deal with a business's problems and breed better dogs or mm-hmm. dogs that are for me to be clear, just breed better dogs for me. Um, and I told them every time I had to make a choice, mm-hmm in the breedings to get to the place we're at while things were still going wrong. But point is, is I'm here to 
I, I don't know how to please people. No. Uh, I mean, it's evident in dog space, too, because people are like, oh, man, you should take Tron to so-and-so and do this. He's like, I'm not doing it for you guys. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. a, I mean, that's another, like, yo, he's not doing it for you guys. Like, trust me, if you, if you see how all these dogs are, like, Tron, yeah, he's a beautiful dog, man. But I trust me, that fool is hard-headed. And I get everything that he's saying. And, and it's it's a whole thing. But, like, yo, you guys are doing it for looks. We're doing it for a completely different reason. Yeah. But that and goes back to him standing on what he genuinely believes in and not wanting to please others and wanting to do what he wants to do. Yeah, well, and, and do it the way that it should be done. And that's that to better the breed, to say mm-hmm. the least. But that's, that's kind of off topic in a yeah. sense. Only because, and I led into it just because you go, what does it really mean to please somebody? Who can't never be pleased because there's also insatiable people out there. Mm-hmm. So have you ever dealt with someone who's insatiable and that you could technically never please, but you kept doing stupid shit, um, which kept just leading you down a darker rabbit hole? Yeah, my son's mom. Oh, yeah. Say yeah. less. <laughs> son's mom, man. Like I said, I was a punching bag for a long time. I, mean, I remember the way she would talk to me, too. She would talk down to me, and you know, if I didn't do, if I did something a certain way, and it was, I mean, even it came down to the way I ate my food, bro. <laughs> I'll never forget that one time she was like, "You're always eating your fork." Dude. I was like, "I'm enjoying my fucking food." Oh man! But like it would, and so it's like just one of those things. So then I, it, and man, Ooh, yeah, you gotta take a deep breath on that one, buddy. Like the fact that I actually started to change the way how I ate, Jesus, it makes me fucking sick. Jesus. To this fucking day. Yeah. Like, thinking back to this now, I'm like, yo, like, my blood's starting to boil because I remember all the bullshit I really used to fucking deal with that I didn't even have to fucking deal with. Man, say, look, I'm going to tell you if you're a guy out there, people want to know that you, um, women, to be clear, mm-hmm. they don't they don't want a guy they can control. And the ones that do, they normally ain't good women. Yeah. I don't care what nobody says. And if you are a good man, uh, working to be a better man, because we can only work to be better. Nobody's ever really good. You know, you're just better than you were yesterday. Yeah. So... Don't let anyone terrorize you about learning to be you. And none of us really know anything. And it's even like the women who come into our lives and say, well, I just want a man to know what I need and know what I want. Look, motherfucker, you just learned at 34 what your ass want mm-hmm. and what your ass need. How I'm going to learn in a day or a night. And some of those uh, things that were written in astrology, they exist. Oh, man, it just fucking works. The chemistry's there. We're the same person. Beautiful if you meet that person. Nine out of ten times, especially if you come from the environments we come from, it's going to take a little bit more work to find happiness. And happiness isn't smiles and and cheddar cheese. It's literally mm-hmm. knowing that we're working towards the same goal, which is improv- improvement, improvision. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, Marcus, he's he's very candid and you know his experience with people pleasing. Yeah. He want to talk about the topic with someone who don't try to please nobody. Um, <laughs> I'm not even happy with myself uh, 100% of the time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm always thinking about things that I could prove upon and do better. And I missteps and I'm, I love honesty. So I, you know, I tell the truth. Hey, I fucked this up. I didn't mm-hmm. do this. And it is my fault. I love accountability. These things that I believe continue to connect to those people, but I'm not trying to please me. I'm trying to figure something out, something way bigger than the few errors or flaws per se in my human um, or just my being. And, you know, being is a verb. So when yeah. you're being something, you're becoming something. So you got to try to be better. Yeah. But <laughs> if you were going to hit them over the head with something that might also impact, you know, somebody who's going to maybe hit them up tomorrow. You'd be like, you know, this somebody go listen to this and be like, damn, mm-hmm. I've been making people happy my whole fucking life. Uh, definitely don't be afraid to say no, but man, just set proper expectations. And what is a proper I mean, expectation? That's like the boundary thing nowadays, right? Uh, yes. I mean, to a degree, and this is where I would say, you know, it's almost like the loophole to the friction thing in a sense. You know, when you're up front and you're like, yo, 
if you really need me to help you move, you got me from this time to this time, then I got to go because I got things to do, right? If you really, you know, don't, if you really, you know, hell bent on like, okay, let me just go help him out, but I don't want to be stuck there it's for nine hours, you know, you know, but that's, but that's on you at the end of the day, but don't be afraid to set those proper expectations up front because when you set the expectations and you make sure there's a clear understanding and then there's no going back. So then when you do hit that crossroad when there's potential friction that's probably going to come about, you're like, yo, I said this, this, and that. And I've watched Trev do this time and time again. See, but that's the part that confuses me at times because even when people say set expectations or, or create boundaries, I just say no. Yeah. So people have to really think about what they're going to bring to my table or my mm-hmm. plate because they go, listen, he doesn't do stupid shit if he can help it. And that doesn't mean I've never done no stupid shit people. Yeah. You just go... You really need to be thoughtful when you walk in this room and meet this guy because he does not have uh, the energy to play the game. Yeah. So first and foremost, I, like Chris said, I might say fuck you because yeah. I don't give a shit. Um, it's none of my business. I'm not concerned <laughs> with your feelings even. It's, and it's not personal. It's not malicious. I just don't want to deal with the dumb shit, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the boundary things is the people, I guess, who are trying to deal with being mm-hmm. people pleasers because in this world, you know, what's the boundary? Knock before you come to my door. Yeah. If you don't have good mm-hmm. questions, keep your mouth shut. If if you're not here, if you're if you're down or you're you're low energy or they call it low vibrations, mm-hmm. stay away from me. Um, if you're not positive, you probably have nothing in common. Yeah. And if you're negative, you'll never get within mm-hmm. five feet of me for more than five minutes because I will depart. So I just I put up these things for myself. This this standard of living. It's what yeah. I, what there I like you to go. Call it mm-hmm. uh, for me, and this is how I want to live, and this is how I want to die. I don't want to die. Uh, in a state of hate, anger, or rage, which is yeah. where I've lived the majority of my life. Yeah, no, and you know what? I agree with that statement because I think that's maybe what I was trying to say. You yeah. create that standard for yourself. And everybody else lives up to it, which is why y'all all know, don't, don't look. Mm-hmm. Don't bring this nigga nothing stupid. Oh, trust me, man. I already know like like people like you who have asked me personally, yo, you think I ever get I was like, nope. <laughs> I, was, I already know. I was like, no. I yeah. was like, trust me, it'd be a very short conversation, and he'd be he'd look at me like, why the fuck did you even bring this person? Well, I would say it to be clear. And um, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't even, yeah, he'd just flat out say it. <laughs> so, so what is this person doing here? What, what do you do? <laughs> you know, and, and you wouldn't feel good about yourself by the time I'm done asking oh, a thousand man. questions. But I have no interest in, and then they go like this, oh man, Jamarcus is going to feel bad now. So no, he's not. He knew what he was doing. He knew who he was bringing him into. So he got to deal with all this smoke now. Oh man. And, and then that goes back to accountability too, because yeah. where there is both good, there's got to be bad. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, being responsible for your choices yeah. is where I come in because his bar has to be raised. So it would be a conversation we have about, Hey, listen, you don't want to associate yourself with people who think, mm-hmm. you know, at a grade three level yeah. still, you know, you're growing still, but this type of person is counterproductive to your growth. Yeah. Um, and don't ever bring them around me again. <laughs> you know, it, it would exactly. be that simple. And and mm-hmm. then guess what? I don't come back. I don't harbor the, the, the emotion to like live there. I just let it go and move on. And <laughs> that's the other part too. Yeah. You create that standard and you make sure you move on too. Once it's said and done, just move on. Yeah. Don't dwell on that shit. <laughs> So, I've done a lot of dwelling in my life. Trust me. And so, would you, you, you know, going back to the people pleasing thing, man, yeah. what's one of the, well, I guess you told us about the worst thing you've done. What's a way or a reason to please a person? Because, I mean, there's good and bad, ugly sides of, mm-hmm. of everything, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world yeah. to please people. Um, I just don't know if it's always good. But when it is good, what are some things that, you know, don't make it such a bad thing? Um, just really understanding, you know, the type of situation, the environment, and definitely the person, who the person really is, you know, integrity wise, you know, just really look at their character. Is it someone that you genuinely care about? 
Um, or is it something, or even if it's an initial experience, you know, do you feel like, I mean, because you know, energy is everything. We've talked about this before. You can feel the energy in the room. And if you feel like the energy is off, then it might be something you might be like, you know, I might have to excuse myself from this type of situation, mm-hmm. you know, because of the standard that you set for yourself. Which also goes back to, you know, even mastering your instinct in a sense. Yeah. You got to know kind of like what you want to feel. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not an emotional person, but if I feel something's off, I'll definitely leave. Exactly. And you can feel good energy. Like, trust me, you can like, man, like this person, this person's a good person, man. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to make this person a drink. Or I'm going to, you know, if he asks me, I'll come spend, spend a couple hours because, you know, you also might learn something from them, too, as well. Especially if you feel, you know, that uh, intellectual connection also. So I think we just read, you know, really reading the room. Like you said, instincts. It's a big one. You know, that gut feeling is there for a reason. Just go with your gut instincts. There you go, people. And mind you, we're all going, we're always going to do something, some stuff that we don't prefer, we don't like. And for me, you know, a light story is, you know, come down, meet, you know, a couple guys and the dogs and they ask me to make chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a funny story, but <laughs> you is. fast forward, there's a lot of things I don't want it, but it, it grows the bigger picture. The bigger mm-hmm. picture is something you got to be mindful of. So even in this right here, I don't... I'm, enjoy podcasts i'm learning to appreciate them now yeah see enjoy and appreciate two different things i'm appreciating this moment so i get to sit down and share a time stamp with marcus uh aka better best dog mm-hmm. and, and grow his brand and communicate and talk about topics that we all might be struggling with at times yeah um not me on the people pleasing uh side <laughs> but for, for others that might be dealing with it jamarcus has been a person that struggled for years at 37 yeah. years old to say no and even more importantly have an identity and, and, and lean into his standard of living by developing system of faith and, and what that work looks like to be who he wants to be versus who people want him to be. Yeah. So, Agreed. growth, anything else you want to leave him with? No, nah, man, I think we we definitely covered it on that point. I mean, I'm not sure we'll come, we'll probably wrap around back to this topic too. I know you mentioned that, you know, Ruben, you know, has dealt with this a good portion of his yeah, life yeah. as well too. So I would he's, love he's to struggle with it. He's yeah. struggled it before. I'd love to hear his perspective. It probably come across very scientific, but <laughs> I don't think so, man. You'd be surprised. Is where his where he's big on science. He's also big on human. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And his human is just as big as his his science side. And he he really does enjoy people. And there's a challenge because he, mm. he he really does like being around people. He likes you know, getting them going. He likes having a good time. He's grateful for the life he's living at this moment in time yeah. that he gets a chance to, to improve a little bit. So what I enjoy about him is his, is his science is just as big as his human. Yeah. And his human is going to continue to grow and the science will as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's still a work in progress, right? Very much so. Okay. It, it always is. Well, people, as you know, if you're struggling with, you know, people pleasing and just finding your identity, saying no, you know, practice in the mirror. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, say it soft and say it firm and then say it loud and say it proud. And whatever you do, people, stay motivated. Boom. (laughs) 